Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. tuning in and welcome to barbecue radio nation i am dave kias along with engineer kyle's hi kyle producer t-bone t-bone how are things going what's going on with you things are going good been working hard on the show and everything and uh it's cool man you know if we're blowing up if we were the iceberg dan and i would be the tip of the iceberg and t-bone would be the big I don't want to say the big fat part of the iceberg. Below the water. <laughs> I thought we were going Titanic with this one. <laughs> the the but, uh, yeah, the the part that's underwater. But he's and drowning. The, he's the part underwater who's drowning, doing all the work. And T Bone, thank you so much for everything you do. And of course, our in-house barbecue expert, my co-host Dan Doc Hathaway. Dan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm glad I'm not the big part of the iceberg. I guess. <laughs> T Bone's giving me a look, but I unfortunately. I qualify too. I uh, I don't know why I'm giving you a look. He's the one who said it. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice for you two to pick on each other for a while and get me out of this. Well, yeah. Quick, quick little side note. I'm probably going to say this for the next, I don't know how many weeks. It's just so nice to have football back, man. It is nice to have football back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nice that uh, we have a team to watch. Yes, well, of I mean, course. We're lucky. I won't be talking about my college team either, uh, my 0-3, whatever they are. So, um, but it's just not. And, of course, barbecue and football, hand in hand, right. hand in hand. So we've got a great guest today, David Busca. He's got to check out his website before we bring him on. It's ButcherBBQ.com. I got that right, right, Dan? That is Butcher, correct. ButcherBBQ.com. Yes, Tremendous website. Uh, he's the winner of hundreds of competitions and the World Championship barbecue pitmaster in 2012 and you just you just got to check it out check out that website butcherbbq.com we're going to have him on next segment and, and what the heck I, you guys told me he was a butcher now i find no, no, out no, no, he's no. a big deal let me let me tell you let me tell you a little something about david so david is probably one of the most revolutionary guys when it comes to competition barbecue and and barbecue in general he has de- he's developed a ton of products. He has product lines that will meat enhancers, were injectable meat enhancers, and he's really one of the first guys that started out doing that, promoting it, using it, teaching people how to use it. And this guy took barbecue from just regular old barbecue and he turned it into a science. It's it's insane what he's done with competition barbecue. Well, and I went to his website and it's incredible. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm, when we get to, when we get David on, we're going to talk to him a few things about his website because, and again, I'm going to say it a lot because it's a tremendous website, butcherbbq.com. So we're going to jump into the Ask Dr. Dan, our barbecue fix it man segment a little early. And, and there's a reason for that because 
Well, I have a story that I'm going to bore you two with. So, uh, first of all, our we got a new sponsor. Of course, it's October, and our barbecue sauce of the month is Banana Jack Murphy's Original Barbecue Sauce, where Carolina and Kansas City meet. Very nice. Very nice. And by the way, I thought about that when I was writing the notes, and I just put meat, M-E-E-T, and I thought, well, it could be M-E-A-T. Wow. See? See? That's a game changer right there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> well, we'll let Banana Jack know that and send him an invoice. Here's the thing. Everybody who's listening to the show, if you would like to get hired to sit in the studio <laughs> and support me and laugh at my bad jokes, even when they're not funny, we will hire you. Just write uh, Dave and Dan at BBQ Radio Nation. If you can grill a hamburger... You can sit in Dan's seat. <laughs> Let us know that your requirements are to charge uh, for, for, for sitting in the studio and laughing at my jokes. All right. So what you got there, T-Bone? Okay. Tommy Kitchens. Oh, what a, what a great name. I, is, is he a guy? Tommy of course Kitchens. He's a guy. Is he a big name? It's Tommy Kitchens. Yeah, yeah I know. It's like Tommy <laughs> oh, Kitchens. My. He's got to ask a barbecue. I love that name. His nickname is Clink. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Tommy Clink Kitchens. Uh, no, I don't know. I just made that up. Uh, he's from North Augusta, South Carolina. Oh, wait a minute. That's near Augusta, right? That's right. Augusta, right Georgia? Right across the river from Augusta, Georgia. Yes. Okay. Okay. But in South Carolina. Okay. So it's like a Memphis, Mississippi, olive branch kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Tom, 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 <laughs> Tommy, hang on. We're going to get to your question. Okay. Tommy Because uh, I got to talk about the Masters. Who, who's Tommy? <laughs> Isn't it Tommy Kitchens? Tommy Kitchens? Oh, Tommy Kitchens. Yeah. Okay. Tommy. All right. No, no, hang on, <laughs> T-Bone. You, you just stay there. So Dan and I, we both love to golf. And we were talking about one time our favorite golf tournament of the year to See, watch Dave on television. figured out what I was doing, which was killing time so he couldn't tell his story. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, if you'd like to be a part of the studio audience, I will pay there are two you. two openings right now. I will pay you out of my pocket. If you know how to produce a show and be the bottom part of a um, igloo, no, igloo? Iceberg. <laughs> I knew it was something cold related. So Dan and I love the Masters, which, of course, because of COVID, it's coming up. It's going to be on. I wrote it down. November Thursday, November 12th through Sunday, November 15th. So quick story. I was supposed to go to a friend's house on Easter because it usually falls on Easter. And I called, I said, hey, uh, what time's dinner? And she, and, and he said, well, my wife's fixing it at three. And I go, that ain't going to work. And he's like, what? I go, I'm going to be staying home and eating barbecue at three. So we can either have it at like 11 a.m. or at eight o'clock at night because it's the masters. All right. <laughs> go ahead. Do your question. <laughs> Quit staring was at it, me. Was this about golf or was this about barbecue? <laughs> it was about barbecue. Oh, okay. Because I, right. I turned down Easter dinner to okay. sit at home and eat ribs. All right. And okay. watch the Masters. All right. On Meanwhile, television. hey, there's this guy I know in South Carolina, Tommy Kitchens. Oh, oh yeah. I know Tommy. Um, you, you, you've heard of him, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. A while back. Tommy had a question for you. Okay. And he says, looking for a smoker, trying to decide between a gravity feed or a stick burner. Any recommendations or input? You know, Tommy, so the, the nice thing is that when it comes to the difference between a stick burner and a, uh, and a gravity-fed cooker, they're really both fired off a of charcoal, so you're not going to lose anything with flavor. Now, with the 
stick a traditional stick burner, there's going to be quite a bit more fire maintenance, which, you know, loading the firebox, making sure that, you know, you have good clean burning fire and all that good stuff. And it's just going to take up a little bit more of your time. Now there are, there are gravity fed cookers out on the market right now that are, it's the best of both worlds. You get the ease of use, say of a pellet cooker or an electric cooker, but with real wood and real charcoal burning. And it's just the, it's the best thing in the world. Small fire, nice, clean burning fire. You, the new master builds have a uh, fan setting on them so you can dial in the temperatures and you can get six, eight hours, 12 hours sometimes out of, out of one shoot of charcoal on a gravity fed. So if I were you and uh, you had a place where you, you, you had uh, gravity fed cookers available, I would definitely take a look at them and consider them because when it comes to backyard cooking and low fire maintenance and all that good stuff, you're, going to get the same flavor off of a gravity fed as you would a stick burner and you can't go wrong with one okay let me just say something about that question because normally when we get a question sometimes i can go oh i could i could i could maybe end and then he right. asked that question i was like what <laughs> that was a really good question well okay so let me explain gravity fed to you real quick while we have a little bit of time so a gravity fed cooker is when it actually has a shoot off to the side of it and you fill that chute with charcoal and it's it's sealed up at the top okay. so you don't get that chimney effect Got it. with the air sucking in through the top of it. Right. So as long as that that top that top little hatch is closed, you light your fire at the bottom and then the charcoal just burns down mm. that chute like a gravity fit. Gravity. Yeah. Like, so like a roller coaster of coal. That's exactly right. <laughs> and as long as you start with a good size fire and you just maintain it. You, it'll burn forever. T-Bone just laughed at one of my jokes. He can stay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> I got bite my lip. By the way, you have to, if you're still doing the drinking game, you still have to take a sip if you laugh. So anyway, thanks again for Tommy Kitchens. That was a great question. We're going to send you a bottle of Banana Jack Murphy's Original Barbecue Sauce. And if you have a question for us, ask us on Facebook or Dr. Dan at BBQRadioNation.com. We got David Busca coming up next. ButcherBBQ.com. You got to check this out on Barbecue Radio Nation. Barbecue Radio Nation with Dave Caius and Dan Hathaway will be right back. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. Life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long. If you're going my way, I want to drive it all night long. Give me, give me, give me, give me, yeah. 
Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway. And we've got a great guest this week. It's David Bosca. And you can check out his website. I was talking about it last segment. you got to go check it out. It's ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. He's the winner of hundreds of competitions and the world champion barbecue pitmaster of 2012. And then in 2018, he wins his second world championship. He's also in the Oklahoma Barbecue Hall of Fame. Dan, you know David? Oh, yeah, I know David. <laughs> I know David really well. <laughs> you may have seen him on TV also on Barbecue Pitmasters and Barbecue Pitmasters All-Stars. David Bosca, am I saying that right, David? Yes, sir, you sure are. Welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Hey, welcome. Thanks. I appreciate the invite. Well, absolutely. We, you know, this is a fun show. We get to sit around and talk barbecue every week. And I was I was at your website, and you just got all kinds of great products. And there's one in particular I just want to ask you about to kick things off, and it's your Butcher Barbecue Prime Dust. Now, what is that? Okay, it's 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 real simple. It's dried beef flavoring. Okay. In our prime injection is this very same product. That's what gives our prime injection the flavor. But we we originally came out with that by itself along with our original brisket injection. And we were just telling people the exact quote or, or amount to add in to do. But then we've developed it so much that people are using it in their own Mai Tai cocktails, their own <laughs> get-togethers. We got chili cooks that use it. Burger cooks are using it. So we continue, we continue to still just retail it on its own. Is it selling pretty good? Yeah, it does. It sells very well. I mean, I saw that and I went, that looked really good. Yeah, that looked really good. I can tell you just from uh, the store, David's products sell incredibly well mm. and and you know the thing is with with all of david's products it's it takes your it takes your flavor to a whole nother level like the prime dust the prime dust is just a crazy product think of like um think of like beef bouillon times a hundred but in a powder form that you can use in pretty much anything injectable soups and like he said you know cocktails and all that good stuff and and they're they're truly like but like i was telling you earlier david is probably the one of the most revolutionary barbecue guys that i know it, it's 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 crazy what he's done with the injectable marinades and and all the different flavors that that make barbecue what it is. Well, thank you, Dan. I appreciate. Yeah, that. you got I, it, man. Man, that right there is a paid commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I expect the check to be coming in the mail next week. <laughs> now, I've been using David's products for a long time, and I can attest to that. If you want to win barbecue championships, whether it be at the American Royal or in your backyard, you have to have some sort of form of of butcher's barbecue in that recipe. And that's just, that's just me. That's just me. Now, David, I, I know you do a barbecue classes. Tell, tell us, tell us a little bit about not only that you do the classes, but what do you kind of start people out with when you're doing barbecue classes? Well, we do two types of classes right now. We do a catering and restaurant class. And that is obviously for what it is. So we have a lot of bartenders that are bar owners, or caterers that want to add barbecue to their um, repertoire. That's a 
big word, by the way. Um, <laughs> I didn't and, know people in Oklahoma knew that big of a word. <laughs> oh, wow. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. The sand is drawn. I mean, the line in the sand is drawn. Just, Here just, we go. just for the record, I've done many stand-up shows in Oklahoma, and everybody down there is really nice, just joking around. <laughs> yeah, no hate mail, please. No hate mail. I also, I also played many of poker games in their casinos down there, too. <laughs> but we do a catering restaurant class, and it always starts out with it's just the business side of it to start with then we get into prep work and and all the way into the cooking and and service um it's a two to three day process and then we do a full-blown competition class um we don't we we haven't done a whole lot or very many backyard classes um we pretty well have stuck with the competition classes and the catering and restaurant classes yeah those classes sound great david i didn't realize that you guys were doing that sort of thing is you guys is that something that you guys do at the uh at the butcher stand your uh your son's barbecue place actually no we've always done it in conjunction with cook shack up in ponca city and the last Four five we've done has been held at the country club and we take possession of the club basically <laughs> on a day that they're closed. And then, so we have full run of the kitchen, the upstairs, the downstairs. And then the second day is the kitchen reopens, the club's open to members, everything is being cooked. And then that night we serve anywhere from four to 600 club members come through and everybody gets a good piece of the action on service. They must love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, uh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the butcher stand because okay. I know, you know, you get, you started out, you know, I met you through competition and, um, you know, and then you, you, did you, you closed down your butcher shop, your custom butcher shop, right? Yes. I was in the meat business 34 years. Uh huh. And then, My- then, then Levi decided that he, your son, Levi, decided that he wanted to get a little piece of the barbecue action. And he opened up probably one of the coolest barbecue stands in the country. And if you, if, if you get a chance to check out the website, because it's it, the, the setup of it is, it just screams barbecue when you see it. Tell us a little well, bit about that. Well, full credit words do Levi's brainchild. That's all <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I can't put the right pillowcase with the right sheet, okay? And the way he's decorated this, the way he's come up with this concept is I, I, I actually did an interview with him one time on my podcast, and he said that he always wanted a place that he would want to go to. That's how everything he does, he puts himself in front of the uh, uh, counter looks around, sees, he does a 360-degree look around and go, if I'm a customer standing here, what would I see? What would it be like? How would I do this? If I got my plate, what would, what would it be like? He he looks at every aspect. Um, we taught a lot of the responsibilities and the actions that he's come in in our meat business. And it was always, and the number one thing that I've always tried to teach each one of our kids is, is is do what's right even when someone's not looking. Mm. That's 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 ultimately what the world should be, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> so everything he does, he thinks of his customers, and he's going to do what's right, even though they know that you know they can't see everything. It's still going to be the right stuff. I know it sounds hokey, and it's 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 a fact. And in our meat business, we grew that. We was in that for years, and then this right here has grown. And he he lives, and he actually has taught his whole crew 
the uh, a real simple pro, uh, or a question is what we always call it is when is the sale complete? Mm. It's that simple. It is and what Ed, what would you say your answer is to that? When is the sale complete? Man, when they come back and they're happy. Bingo. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's that's so simple. It is. It's it is very that simple. simple. Yeah. When they come back, so many people will have different answers to that, but it's when they come back. That's ultimately when it's finished. David, I, 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 I've done sales off and on for years, and I had a mentor many years ago, and he said a simple thing. He said, there's a difference between a sale and a customer. And what you want to try to do is have a customer because the sales one sh- one time only. And, and it sounds like you live that way. Uh, and your son too, which is, which is a testament to you as a dad, David, we're running out of time for this segment, but we would love to bring you back for our next segment. Do you got some extra time for us? Absolutely. I do. All right, buddy. Well, get, a, get another drink and we will come back <laughs> to you. Uh, and we want to talk a little bit about going back to your butcher shop uh, of different cuts of meat for barbecue. And, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes as we're talking to David Bosca. Thank you very much. Check out his website, butcherbbq.com. And we will be right back here on Barbecue Radio Nation. First, I hold my hands out like they're on a steering wheel. Then I look over my shoulder. One. Okay, cool guy. Two. Three times. Next. Oh, I put it in reverse. Meep, meep, meep. Then I take it up and down. Up, up, and down. And that, kiddos, is called the forklift. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now that's dancing. Sure beats flossing. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Kias, along with engineer Kyle and producer T-Bone, and my co-host, our barbecue expert, Dan Hathaway. And we're talking to David Bosca, who's got just the most wonderful website you want to check out, butcherbbq.com, all kinds of products. By the way, one of the things I noticed, David, is that you're in the Oklahoma Barbecue Hall of Fame. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you. I, I was uh, shocked and um, distinguishedly honored to go in with the class that we went in with. Some great, great names known around the country. Yeah, barbecue is, uh, it, when it comes to barbecue, Oklahoma definitely has a huge, oh, huge yeah. mark on barbecue. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's unbelievable. And and when I was cooking a lot of competitions, 
you know, it was always fun to go down to Oklahoma and get really good and beat up every once in a while. <laughs> just, just get those, every one of them, they're just, they're just killers when it comes to competition barbecue. Now, Dan and I were talking before we were bringing you on a day or so ago about your barbecue shop. And, you know, a lot of this show, we, we are geared towards the backyard, backyard barbecuer. So what are, going back to kind of like, uh, well, Dan, you were kind of talking about like going to the grocery store. Right. Yeah. The real question that I had for David was, let's say that he goes to the grocery store and he's walking through the meat the meat aisle and just checking everything out in the big swamp coolers and everything. And I just want to know what does a guy who worked with meat his, you know, pretty much his whole life. Um, what does he look for in a, in, in a grocery store swamp cooler when it comes to meat selection that, that, I mean, cause that's a lot of people's only way to get stuff to cook is going to the grocery store. So, you know, what does a professional butcher look for? Two things. First one's a ribeye. I, I just, I love ribeye steaks. That just seems to be my go-to thing. I love ribeyes. <laughs> Pardon me? I said I love ribeyes. Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was drooling a little. Sorry, David. <laughs> and I'm a sausage person, so I love fresh sausages. But what I actually look for is a couple things when I'm walking into a meat case. I, I, I First off, I look at the ground beef. And I look at freshness. I look at the uh, quality, the standards. Um, if it's bleeding around the styrofoam tray to the bottom, that that's telling me it's already six to eight, ten hours old. And or they haven't taken care of their meat counters. Their meat counters are not going on defrost properly or staying on defrost too long. Um, and it's freezing, thawing, freezing. Um, and then I look underneath the meat counter, underneath the meat that's on the racks. And we used to always put what we called a diaper, just a big roll uh, um, in there, and it absorbs the the blood. But if that thing isn't changed weekly, you know it. And and it's not that big of a deal, except for that tells me if they take the time to maintenance that counter weekly like it's supposed to, they're taking care of the little things on the backside that I feel confident about buying anything in the counter. It's it's. I, I just really look at it that way. I, I enjoy seeing a white or, or a good clean window. That tells me they take the time to clean the window after they clean the meat shop up. It's just a lot of little things. But when it comes to the meat itself, I am not. I, I repeat, I am not a. I, I do not buy into the uh, certified Angus beef program. Um, I you can, I can go down this rabbit hole for the next thirty minutes, but <laughs> you have um, four. <laughs> there, there, that is nothing but a marketing scheme put on by the Angus Association. And don't kid yourself. I I was fifteen years. I was a member of the um, American Angus Association, but the USDA says that if just fifty one percent of the skin of that animal is black. That will qualify for that program. Somewhere in its heritage, there's been Angus in it, so it, it will qualify. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's all purebred Angus. You know, there's a lot of cattle out there that are not Angus that have more than that. I mean, let's just take an old dairy cow. I've seen Holstein cows that are more black than white. That would qualify them. There's Maine Anjou's. There's Belted Galloways and Black Baldies, which Black Baldy is a off-breed of Angus, but it's not Angus. It still has Charlay in it. So there is a ton of things that I look for. And the first thing I look for 
is what kind of program is this meat market trying to sell me? There, there needs to be a, something creditable. And the creditable to me needs to be in the marbling count per striations per inch. When you get that, that means that every piece of meat that they're cutting, regardless if it's today, tomorrow, or the next day, it's going to meet this, this, this standard that I want and that I put trust in. You know, I wanted to back up a couple things. Uh, and we just got about two minutes left. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned about the the uh, the butcher shop or the grocery store and changing out all the things, and that's something we haven't really covered before. And and that was really educational. And then I've got to also just mention I'm kind of late to the game when it comes to ribeye, but once I discovered ribeye, it's been a whole nother love affair. Isn't that just a beautiful cut of meat? Oh, absolutely. And there's another cut that we call it the poor man's ribeye. It it. It's, it's exactly where you break the beef at and everything. Um, it's the third rib down. It's where the chuck roast goes one way and the ribeye goes another way. Well, there's about three inches that stays in that chuck roast. It's called a Delmonico, okay? Chuck eye, Delmonico, there's multiple names for it. But the only difference between that and a ribeye, other than $4 a pound, <laughs> is three inches. Wow, wow. Dan, Dan, can you tell that David teaches classes? Man, can I, I, could, I could actually sit here and listen to him for a long time talking about me because when it comes to meat selection, when it comes to buying the right meat, a, you know, just a little bit of, of information goes a long ways, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about Angus programs and, and all that stuff that we, we're, we've been beat over the head with, with for years. And, and if you know what you're looking for, if you go into the place knowing what you're looking for, you can generally find it and you're you're gonna like with anything a little bit of education goes a long way <laughs> hey david i hate to cut you off we're running out of time but once again we've been talking to david bosca check out the website butcherbbq.com it'll of course be on our facebook page too um all kinds of winning of championships he's in the oklahoma barbecue hall of fame he's been on barbecue Pitmasters. and david it's just been a pleasure thank you so much for talking to us Absolutely, and I appreciate the phone call, gentlemen. Y'all have a great day. No problem. Thank you so much, and we'll be right back on Barbecue Radio Nation. Come now. 
Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway with our weekly affiliate shout-out goes to WSBM 1340 AM, better known as Fox Sports Radio 1340 AM in Muscle Shoals and Florence, Alabama. Oh, man. Muscle Shoals, really? We've, they're they're on board now. Yeah. Oh, I love Muscle Shoals. That's one of my happy places. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. So we... I'll take my girls down to uh, to Dauphin Island, which is a, a barrier island off of, outside of Mobile, Alabama. And we always make it a point to stop in Muscle Shoals and we have breakfast because coincidentally, it's always breakfast time whenever we get there. <laughs> and I, I drive through the parking lot of the Fame Studios. You know the Fame Studios where every great Southern album was ever recorded okay. back in the 60s and 70s. And I geek out for about five minutes. I get out and I take some selfies with the building. And then I would get back in and then we drive down to Big Bob Gibson's in Decatur, <laughs> Alabama and have lunch. You know, one thing we never mentioned about Dan, I don't think. Dan, you're a musician. I'm, I, I'm not a musician. I'm a very amateur dad likes to rock out in the front room musician. Okay. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Dan knows how to hold a guitar. I've okay? seen it done on TV. <laughs> so is it like uh, Leonard Skinner, bands like that? No, Leonard Skinner, uh, they recorded there. Uh, Aretha Franklin recorded uh, there. Uh, Rolling Stones recorded Wild Horses there. No kidding. My absolute favorite guy in the entire world, Jason Isbell. He he records there. I mean, if it is like, it is one of the greatest places on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. I wish somebody Fame would, Studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I wish My somebody God. would have paid me to listen to Freebird, the live version, because I've listened to it so many times. If I got paid every time I listened to it, <laughs> I'd be a rich guy. Um, so getting back to WSBM, 1340 AM, Fox Sports Radio, 1340 AM, Muscle Shoals, Florence, Alabama. Be sure to check out the Dan Patrick Show Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. I love Dan Patrick. I'm just a big fan of his. He's a huge Traeger guy. You know that. That's right, he yeah, is. he's a huge Traeger guy. Those guys, they, they got him a Traeger, and all he talks about now is, is cooking on his- I forgot about yeah, that. It's, it's awesome. He loves barbecue. You know- We it, should get him on as a, as a guest. It's too bad we don't have a producer that could maybe- Well, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I love his show, and, and the- uh, what, 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 are you, what do they call the other guys? The Patrick Patricks or- Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right. So getting back to barbecue and kind of want to talk a little bit about different kinds of cuts of meats a little bit. Um, the last segment David talked about, the other David, um, ribeye, which, I, like I said, I'm late to the game. I didn't really even know about a ribeye until yeah. I don't know how many years ago. And then once I brought one home, I'm uh, uh, hooked to it. Um, the, it's just such a great cut of meat and, and the fat that's marbled through it. I mean, when you're like, let's say you're going to go buy a ribeye, what are you looking for? So I'm, I really, I look for something that's a little bit thicker cut because, you know, I like to utilize the reverse sear mm -hmm. and uh, it, it really lends itself well to a thicker cut uh, steak just because it, it, there's a little bit more wiggle room with it. And you can really dial in the doneness uh, with, a, with a little bit thicker cut. But I, I really like like David. I look for something that looks that looks good. I mean, visually, if it looks good, it's going to taste good. And I look, and I also look for um, the fat content in it. And you can you can tell because it'll have those little striations of fat running out through the yeah. entire thing. And a lot of times, you know, even a choice ribeye is going to have enough fat content to where it it really acts like a crutch to where you can really put a hard sear on it, finish it off, or do the reverse sear where you started off low and slow and then, and then put a hard sear on it and it's going to hold up to that. And you're not going to, even if you overcook it just a hair, you're still going to be able to, it, the mouthfeel is going to be there and you're going to be able to, 
cut it nice. It's going to present nice. And, and it's just, it's probably the best cut of meat. So, off the, off the so good. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, the, the reverse sear part, um, just, just quickly tell people what that is about again, because I mean, I always forget what, how so, to do that. So the reverse sear is, is very simple and, and, it, and it really adds a, it really is a, the best way to cook a thick cut steak. We've okay. all, we've all bought those thick steaks from the grocery store thrown them on the grill, seared them off like you're supposed to. And what you end up with is a steak that's blue on the inside and blue meaning raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, and it's, you know, black on the outside. We call it a Pittsburgh steak. Okay. Okay. So when you reverse sear, what you're doing is I actually use my oven in the house. If, if I'm, if I don't want to fire up a cooker, you use the oven, put those uh, steaks on a, on a cookie sheet and bring them up slowly. So you want to, I, I set the oven about 225 degrees and they usually take about 45 minutes to bring a, a thick cut steak up to about 115 degrees. Now, some people take it to 120, 125, but I like to take it up to, to 115 is my target temp. At that point, I take the, take the steaks out of the, out of the oven and I'll go outside to whatever cooking device I'm using, whether, whether it's a charcoal grill or a gas grill, and I'll get it as hot as you can possibly get mm. And then just throw those steaks on there and they don't take long to start, you know, cause they're still, they're still carrying over once you pull them out of the oven and take them up to the, you know, 133, 135. And it's a, it's a perfect mid rare steak. Sounds so good. And it's super easy and it gives you, it, you know, the 45 minutes is nice because it gives you so much time to do all your other prep work right. on your side dishes or whatever else you're doing to where you're not rushing around and then all of a sudden you throw the steaks on, you get them off and you have a, a half rare steak <laughs> and your wife says, Oh, I don't want my steak bloody. And then right. you're like, no, and it, it just, it, it eliminates that headache. And I'm not going to talk about fillets right now because again, one of my favorite cuts, we've talked a lot about fillets. We'll talk about it again, but you just brought up a thought, uh, thicker cut during versus thinner cut. What kind of steaks as far as thin cuts do you like? So there, there's a handful, you know, like a, a New York strip. You, I tend to like my strip steaks just a little bit thinner. I do too. Uh, I don't know why. I, it's just what I've... Is it because what, it's a little tougher meat and, it, and you yeah, can do it better? There's not as much fat. It's a little bit leaner. Um, you know, you can... It, it, it's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, those, the Vegas cuts... That okay. we, we talk, we've been talking about Vegas cuts for a while. It's a, it comes off the chuck. It, it's, it is actually a fairly new steak that was discovered down in Oklahoma at Oklahoma state in their meat department mm. their, their, you know, their meat faculty. And, uh, it's a really good thin cut steak. It's almost like a skirt. That's what I was trying to get at. Okay. Skirt steak. Um, so, I mean, a skirt steak, thin cut skirt, skirt steak is you can't beat that for tacos. <laughs> I mean, you put that on a cast iron skillet, you get it, you know, you just get it all seared off, right? chop it up, put it in tacos. It's great. But, and it's the same way with the Vegas cut. The Vegas cut's like a mini version of a skirt steak, uh, but it's super fork tender and, and you can just cut them with a fork. They're, they're just, they're awesome steaks. We actually have them at the store and, and we sell a handful of them. You just, you can't find them anywhere. It's kind of a new thing. You know, we're, we're running out of time, but we were talking to David last segment and he had a butcher shop. Mm-hmm. And so here's my question to you is when you go to your, like you, maybe you go to your favorite grocery store and of course there's a butcher there. I, I guess become friends with a butcher, right? Absolutely. And they'll probably tell you stuff if you get strike up a conversation rather than just like I go and I point to a ribeye or I point to a fillet. Grunt. I know, <clears throat> but but have a conversation and I'm sure that you get all kinds of extra information. You know, the thing is with the with the guys behind the meat counter, though every single one of them that I've dealt with, as long as I've been doing barbecue, as long as I've been dealing with 
you know, with the guys that cut me, <laughs> they are so passionate about it and they, they truly care about, and it's a craft. I mean, yeah. you just can't go in and learn how to cut up a steak really quick. It takes time and it takes a lot of a passion. And I'm sure they love talking about it. Absolutely. We will be right back on Barbecue Radio Nation. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, DVDs, and so much more at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. The thing that I used to do. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kias along with Dan Hathaway. I want to thank our guest earlier, David Bosca. He's a championship barbecuer in the Oklahoma Barbecue Hall of Fame. Um, God, you got to check out that website. Isn't that a great website? Yeah, his website's awesome. It's butcherbbq.com. That's butcherbbq.com. And uh, by the way, T-Bone, speaking of being the bottom part of the iceberg, uh, he's nice enough. Look, 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 just call me fat ass. <laughs> well, well, we are a barbecue oh, show. I don't, ex- I don't expect you to be little ass. The I, dagger uh, has been just <laughs> plunged into his heart. Oh, by the by the way, if you're not an overly sensitive producer, we could use you here too. <laughs> But uh, T-Bone's nice enough to put everything up on our Facebook page, which, of course, is BBQ Radio Nation. In fact, we want you to become part of BBQ Radio Nation, and it's free. Just like us, again, Facebook, BBQ Radio Nation. Um, and, of course, we, we were talking about we were talking about ribeyes and and what was it? Double searing. What's it called? It's called reverse sear. Dave. Thank you. God. Reverse sear. It's my first day here. But uh, just that sounds so good. But when well, you got anybody lined up for next week? <laughs> Usually, this is something that is discussed yeah. prior to well, the question I'll figure, coming. I'll figure it out. It I'll, I'll make some phone calls. But yeah, when we record, we're recording when or when, what are we doing? Well, I'll tell you what. When you line up a guest for next week, ask them if they know anything about a Vegas cut because will, yes. we, we want to get somebody on there about that. Yeah. We also want to thank. Um, oh God, what was his name? Timothy Kitchens, right? Tommy. Tommy Kitchens. Tommy Kitchens had a great question for our Ask Dr. Dan <laughs> segment. <laughs> Seriously, I'm trying to, I got to get a new staff here. And uh, it was sponsored by Banana Jack Murphy's Original Barbecue Sauce, where Carolina meets Kansas, Kansas City. City. And that's M-E-A-T-S for those of you who are really playing along. Is it M-E-A-T-S? No. Oh, okay. So anyway, by the way, if you uh, didn't catch all the show or if you want to see hear earlier shows, just go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, really about any podcast, and just type in BBQ Radio Nation and you can hear all of our shows. And by the way, if you're in a market that doesn't have us on your radio, well, call the station manager and say, we want Barbecue Radio Nation to be played every weekend and we'll, uh, we'll get producer t-bone to get all that lined up so for engineer kyle and producer t-bone my partner in barbecue crime dan hathaway i'm dave kias again check us out on facebook bbq radio nation and happy barbecuing